listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Too bad for you, she lives in Kansas. Au contraire. The Virgin's father has accepted the new headmaster position at our school. She's staying with my aunt on the island while her parents sell their house. Can you imagine what this will do for my reputation? Screwing the new headmaster's daughter before school starts. She'll be my greatest victory. You don't stand a chance. Even this is out of your league. Care to make a wager on that? I'll think about it. Welcome to the One Take Podcast. It's a mini episode, folks. It's just me and the homie Caitlin. Jake and Royden are out being bums. I don't know what they do. Um, I should have actually recorded my like thing opening. That would have been such a vibe. Anyway. <laughs> Shout out to Diet Coke, sponsor the pod. Um, this <laughs> mini episode, we are joined by friend of the podcast, friend of me and Caitlin, Cat Largent. Say what's up, Cat. Hello. Hey, what's up, Pat? <laughs> wow. That was a bad joke. I'm sorry. All right, and we out. We do comedy. <laughs> no, right? Hashtag, right? Hashtag we, we oh. do comedy. Let's go. Coming in so strong. But yeah, Cat Largent is the homie for both me and Caitlin. Cat um, and Caitlin, y'all are childhood friends? Yeah, I've known Cat yeah. since she was four, 13? 13, and I, I think. And I knew you yeah. when I was 11. 13 and 11, So, yeah, it's yeah. been like 50 years. Um, me and Kat have known <laughs> yeah, each we're other. 70 years old. Um, 40, 45, <laughs> thank you very Kat much. Kat and I met each other our freshman year at Baylor. Shout out. It's been fucking seven years now. Sick. Um, <laughs> fucking crazy. That's um, terrifying. Yeah, somehow I'm not as old as she is. Anyway, um, she is the homie. She uh, she does a lot of great stuff. She has a master's degree, so she is a learned doctor, um, just like Caitlin. This is going to be a very academic episode. Um, <laughs> is that how that works? I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> Why am I slightly offended for all PhD people right now? That I'm calling right? y'all. I get- a year of my life to that and i was like i'm out <laughs> i called y'all learned doctors and you're offended yeah because it's like i'm not even but it's i'm it's, not i'm definitely not a learned doctor it's seven years of training if only that yeah i did she, one <laughs> i'm on my first one and i'm considering giving up <laughs> I mean, I get on this podcast every week and talk about how I don't read. So, you know, like, y'all, y'all are definitely improving the, the quality of, you know, education and discussion on this podcast, probably, hopefully. Who knows? Who, who can say? No, nobody can. But how we doing? How we doing, Kat? How's, how's life up there in the big city? Oh, you know, it's just peachy. Um Clearly nothing uh, life-changing or crazy has happened in New York City in the last year or so. So, you know, just normal normal life. Everything is completely normal, and people's lives have definitely not turned topsy-turvy. Yeah, you know, everybody's doing the same thing they've been doing for the past, you know, seven months unchanged. You know, nothing has happened since. <laughs> um, Caitlin, how's life in the smaller big city? <laughs> 
So that actually reminds me. I was looking through, and we can put this on our Instagram or something, but I was looking through, and iPhone just likes to make me feel bad, I think, about the pandemic specifically, because I added a photos widget app thing, like, on it when it, like, lets you do your homepage or whatever, and what kept coming fucking up was New Year's 2020, and it was just a photo of you and Kat, like, for some reason, and I was all like, ah, yes, when we, that feels like eight years ago that we had a New Year's celebration together, and it was like, you, me, my friends from college, and then my brother and sister-in-law, that doesn't feel like oh, a real yeah. thing we did, I don't remember doing that. I was thinking about that the other day too, and I was just like, "What? What even? What even happened? Like, what? What was that? And why does it feel like it was a decade ago?" I went ago? to places. I met strangers. <laughs> I had alcohol in public, like just a different time. I we didn't wear we were masks. simpler people, dude. I fucking I now regret the promise I made to myself that I wouldn't go on dates with masks on, like from the at the beginning of the pandemic, not like now. But I was all like, "Ugh." I guess if, like, this just keeps going, like, I'm just never going to go on a date again because, like, I don't want to wear a fucking mask on a date. But now that's our actual reality, that that's, like, now what we have to do. And so I'm like, do I have to now go on dates with masks on? This is fucking trash. Like, ah. I know it's a small problem, but I'm sassy about it because my face is my best feature. And, like, I'm covering up half of it. Like, <laughs> at least you have good eyes and you do really really good eye makeup but so my best that. part is like I have such a cute jawline <laughs> you me. would call that your best feature it's one of my best features also I got this nose done I paid money for it and no one can see <laughs> and now half of it's covered <laughs> like why did I fucking bother with a nose job if I knew that we're just gonna wear masks all the goddamn time yeah wearing masks like Obviously, a lot of people are fucking idiots about the whole thing, and, like, it's not that big a deal, but it's like, man, I am so tired of typing my fucking iPhone passcode. Like, just... <laughs> I miss the fucking fingerprint sensor so fucking much. Like, why Why did they take that away? Like, I look like a fucking now it's idiot. Like, it seems like the dumbest idea <laughs> that we would do a face or I'm like, do we have faces anymore? <laughs> Uh, it's like uh, people with object permanence must be struggling so much with faces right now. But the people who have no capacity to remember human faces are like good. Oh, They're like, it's all solid. <laughs> Speaking of things lacking regular human capacities, we're talking about cruel intentions <laughs> this episode. I'm trying to get my... Danger! Trying to get my fucking Royden transition game on, um, you know, playing host this week. That was, that was thank you. Transition. I appreciate that. Um, I do. I well, do what I can for yeah. the people. Um, why? Why are we Kat doing this movie, Cat? You, you're a guest, right? And you chose this. Why? Why? Yeah, yeah. When Kate reached out to me and like we were talking about a couple of different movies, and it was like, oh yeah, we can just pick something like. Fun, like you know, one of those kind of classic '90s or naughties like rom-com, something like John Tucker or whatever. And then I was just kind of like, "Oh, lol!" Like, what if we did Cruel Intentions? Because this movie is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and then it was like, "Wait, but like, but also like, what if we did?" And then it was like, "Are we? Did we just decide? Is that is that what's happened?" And so here we are. I'm so glad. Yeah, um, I had never seen this movie. I didn't know that it was a thing. This was not a part of 
that life. was also a contributing factor. What a yeah. wild it was like ride. we need to force him to see this. And you we, didn't know about your this movie? queen is in it. Like Reese Witherspoon, like as a little baby, and we were like, we have to like this. This has to be a thing. Like you must be forced to watch. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon Wait, and her first husband. Existed? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Ryan Phillippe. Let's That's go. That's a whole thing. Like. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. to their marriage. Shout out. Pour one out for the homie. Uh, he lost Reese Witherspoon. You fucked up. Uh, He's kind of weird looking. He looks like a swimmer in this movie, and I don't mean that in a good way. No, he was. <laughs> there's, a, there's a little California swimming vibe to him, if you know what I'm saying. And he had, like, the weird, yeah, like... and it's one of those, like, now that you say it... He had, like, the I weird, like... <laughs> curly hair that like the justin timberlake ramen yeah, like, noodle it, didn't, it just didn't belong i was like i don't why is this the guy everyone <laughs> at this school wants to fuck i don't understand they don't that was want my to first fight. note oh my god was how could you not just get immediate creeper vibes from this kid wtf was my first note well, it's like one of the, from like opening scene it's like one of the first introductions we have to him is a him being involved in a revenge porn scheme what? With the most unnecessary <laughs> setup of all time, like you don't, you don't have to go to therapy with this woman to do revenge porn on her daughter. Like that, that didn't need to exist. None of this needed to what? exist. And then we have a moment where he, he's like talking to this girl at the mall. I guess his therapy office is in a mall. And <laughs> he, she looks at him and is like, "Oh, this crazy bitch," and he's just like, "Yeah." You're beautiful. You're really beautiful. <laughs> do you want to? We're, no, not do you want. We're getting lunch. I'm buying you lunch. And she's just oh, like, no. I'm buying you lunch. And she's like, okay. The amount of red flags that were just like going off in my head by proxy of just like watching this happen on a fictional film was like insane. That man is Ted Bundy. And they walked off. Like now? <laughs> no, they exactly, walked off holding exactly. hands. I was like, I have n- I have yes, never yeah, held I hands with a woman I just I met. Like, I, don't, I barely hold hands with men I've been dating for seven months. Like, I'm like, we can put our tongues in each other's mouths, but hold hands. It's a level Ooh, yeah. of intimacy. That's just a bit. That's a lot of intimacy. In public. Of all of the crazy things in this film and all the weird stuff that happens, that's got to be up there. Like, no that's top ten. Because it makes no fucking sense. Okay, we're going to get there. We're, first, let's uh, you know do our usual rundown. Cruel Intentions, 1999, yeah. directed by Roger Cumble, written by... Sounds right. Screenplay by Roger Cumble, based on the novel by Childerlos de Lacios. I know that's not right. I don't care. Um, starring Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Felipe, Philippi, Philip, Reese Witherspoon. Ryan Philippi. Philippi. Flippy. I don't know why I know that, but I do know. Ryan Flippy. <laughs> Selma Blair, Louise Fletcher, Joshua Jackson, more people with names. Uh, Swissy Kurtz, for some reason. And Christine Baranski. For some reason. The queen of my life, for some reason. Martha Mayhew from The Grinch is in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) 
I can only ever see that woman as Martha Mayhew because I've seen that movie way too many she, fucking she times. She looks like a real life. Yeah, who. she really she does. She really does. She's a she's it's an alcoholic who's like alcoholic. And also a, no. a racist too. <laughs> she okay, she is one of those women who like she plays this character a lot of the like upper class bitchy white woman who is like high key racist. And she plays this part consistently a little too well. And I say this as someone who is like, I'm in love with her. Like, she is the goddess of my life. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. Like, I fully do not believe that she could do anything wrong. But it's one of those, like, I'm not accusing her. (laughs) You're playing this real well. I'm not accusing her of being a racist. But if somebody else accused her of being a racist, I would believe them. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) yes i wouldn't be like "Hmm, that's too far-fetched i'd be like okay makes sense i'd be like i'm disappointed but like not surprised okay (laughs) there's no good pun with her name on racism it's okay you know i think she's okay with that (laughs) christine bad woman nansky there we go christine bernat i'm in a weird mood y'all okay Anyway, Cruel Intentions. Two vicious step-siblings of an elite Manhattan prep school make a wager to deflower the new headmaster's daughter before the start of term. I mean, yeah. The, yeah. That. Stepbrother. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Stepbro. God. The amount of, like... And I think, like, I don't know enough about the production side of this film to determine whether it's horrible or excellent because I don't know how, like, where the tongue-in-cheek starts and where the, like, just genuinely camp, like, not good, not in a good way, like, ends, I'm if that makes sense. I'm confused why they made them step-siblings because that's not true. Because they weren't, yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> Dangerous Liaisons, they're not related. <laughs> they, like, it very much reads as a, like, cheap like actual step sibling porn with like with like the way that she talks she sells stuff and like some of the dialogue and just like the music the like camera angle a lot of it is like this is literally just like this is this is just step sibling porn like and not done well the infamous scene (laughs) where she's like rubbing up on top of him is literally just step sibling porn there is nothing i literally was watching that being like do i get my vibrator out like what am i doing I tweeted watching this last night. I was like, is this movie the reason why y'all always have step-siblings so high in those fucking rankings? Like, you deviants. Like, yes! No, I was literally wondering that, too. I was like, is this... Did this affect a generation in a way that they did not foresee? Like, is like, that what happened here? Step-siblings want to bang? We all said We're all like, okay. <laughs> we just accepted this, canon. This and Clueless. Because of this... This film was boundary breaking. All step siblings want to bang. It's clu- you're right. It's clueless and cruel intentions. It's oh not us. Oh my god. Step siblings. That's why teenagers Every from the nineties all want to fuck their step siblings. This is why we this white people are fucking gross. That that's what I've established here. I have clearly laid <laughs> out a pattern. Moral. But yeah, this movie has a fifty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics and. 81% from the audience. Also, a 6.8 on IMDb with 176,000 fucking rankings. Jesus Christ. 
Um, we kind of already started here. Uh, what were you saying? I was just going to say, coincidentally, 65,000 people started watching stuff sibling porn that year. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Causation, correlation, you decide. Is it like ice cream in summer? Like, or is it like... How many dudes, like, went and saw this movie with their girlfriends and then immediately, like, snuck off to the video store and went to the step sibling <laughs> section? Oh, Ooh, boy. <laughs> this is... One of the hornier movies. Not in that the King Shady way, but just wow. <laughs> Everything about this movie is so Maybe. fucking horny. <laughs> yes, yes. If there is one word to summarize this movie, it is definitely just horny. But like the book is also horny. So I get fair, it. Fair, fair. They're not staying too far from the source material. <laughs> in fact, that's canon. Which I'm glad. We needed some more sexy teen films this is maybe the sexiest teen film probably like in terms of just like overt sexiness like from that era i would definitely say so especially like i mean it got that r rating you know and like most of the other ones were nowhere near that territory i don't think yeah i only can think of like poison ivy if you remember that stupid movie with like drew like is it drew barrymore's in it uh who's in that that one's also like bad it's Types. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Drew Barrymore's in the second one if was she's it? not in the first one. I, I feel like it was someone like her, but I don't think it was her. It was Drew Barrymore. Oh, fuck yeah. Shout out. Oh, wow. Uh, watch the Drew Barrymore show on like whatever this. channel that comes on now. Apparently, she has a talk show. Good for her. They're giving. Oh, she apparently, has a talk show? I get Twitter ads for it all the time. I don't. I listen to Drew Barrymore. <laughs> why? Why are they targeting you for Drew Barrymore content? Don't ask questions you don't want the oh, that, answer that to. That checks out. That checks out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we were already kind of going here, but you know, you know how we do. We give our letter grades. Cat, you're first. What? How do you feel about this movie? Give it a letter grade. So I feel like that fifty-four percent is is pretty spot on because. It's it like sp- like split straight down the middle, which is again how I feel about it. Where I like, I'm like, is this really really good because it is kind of really self aware and tongue in cheek, or is it just genuinely that bad? Like I'm not sure which, and so I have to like ride the middle because I don't know what it's trying to do, and so yeah, just solid like straight center like C, C minus oh. C. Oh, C. Ooh. No, C. C. Minus. I was I'm like, sticking with a C. I'm sticking with a C. Poor girl intentions. Uh, yeah, a C feels fair. Caitlin, what's your grade? Probably a B minus. Like, I'm not, like, too far off. I think the only reason I'm upping the grade, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, is because of Catherine's one really iconic line in this show. Yep. Where she's yep. like, I like sex. And because of that, like, I'm, like, villainized or whatever. Like, and her, like, I'm the Marsha fucking Brady. Fucking Brady on the Upper East Side. side, And sometimes I want to kill myself. I forgot that this is the movie that that line is from. It's so good. And it's, like, because of how iconic Catherine is, B minus, I would give it a B for the iconicness of Catherine if it wasn't for the fact the movie hates her so much. Because (laughs) the movie hates her so much, and I think there's something really misogynistic about that. So... Probably because it was written by one man in like a, like a week or something, like two weeks or something that he wrote the script. Well, like, <laughs> he made her a villain because she is manipulative and like sex, 
but the main boy is manipulative and likes sex and he's fine? Oh, but it's okay because, um, you know, you know, the trope in films where horrible white guy, manipulative dude, sleazy guy, hurts a lot of people, like not just the women he's sleeping with, like other people as well that are kind of like caught in the fray. But it's all okay because he develops feelings and he feels bad. And that's the same thing as a character journey and growth. And it's basically the same thing as like (laughs) them receiving like (laughs) a just uh, outcome for their characters. He didn't mean it. Because he feels bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's fine. Um, It makes up for him being really like awful and like literally raping a a drunk woman and, you know, being manipulative. Like, you don't understand. It's hard for him. Okay. Yeah. He, he like fell in love. And so like, he's a good person. He said he was sorry. And honestly, it's actually, sorry, (laughs) it's actually good. I think for the characters of the young women that are going to be watching this film, that the only women that actually fare very well in the film are a fucking idiot and um, a virgin lady who's really holier than thou the entire fucking film. Well, but also it's the message that it's sending is that to be able to succeed, you have to like put that aside and you have to like get on their level and be as like cunning and manipulative as them. Like because she has her happy ending when she like releases her burn book basically and like she comes out on top. <laughs> I wanna ask if that's where Tuna Faye got the ideas from Cruel Intentions. I know. I was wondering that too. When I saw that, like, I was like I did not remember that. We're talking about scrapbooks in my PhD right now in one of my classes. <laughs> talking about the medium of scrap. Can we just pause there for a moment, please? (laughs) I like that we... I'm in a top-rated PhD program, and I'm having to talk about scrapbooks. We spent a couple minutes talking about how hard PhD programs are, and then we're talking about scrapbooks in my PhD program. Okay, it's for it's for semester. It's for semester. No, No, but straight up, though, I am, like, a little bit, like, is this, like, a form of scrapbooking? Like, is this, like, the power of a scrapbook? That you can, like, actually make people into scraps? And then That's like, why it's Whoa. called a scrapbook. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck, man. I want to write a paper now on Mean Girls and Cruel Intentions, a scrapbook film. See, but no, this is okay, about the power like, of journaling. And that, you know, if you journal... <laughs> every day and leave really detailed notes about your life one day when you die you'll have a legacy because people will read your journal so everyone should just journal oh, all the fucking God. time i also knew he died because like he dies in the original but i think the first time i watched it as like a teenager i was very much like i bet he kills himself and i don't know why i just immediately assumed that was what was going to happen i like did not see it coming the first time and then i forgot that he died. The, oh, spoiler alert! In case you haven't seen this movie from 1999, um, but yeah, I I forgot that he died until I was like looking at the brief summary, like as I was starting the film. Then I was like, oh yeah, what? Like, and it doesn't make sense. This, it's a this dumb fun hip teen movie, like what? It's a comedy, and it ends this way. I literally tweeted like very early on in the film. I can't wait. I hope Ryan dies. Please tell me he dies. 
His name isn't Ryan. His name is Sebastian. <laughs> That's his real name. <laughs> Ryan Phillippe like gets a notice that like you threatened his life. Oh lawyer. no! You know, <laughs> Ryan Phillippe is like, please cease and desist. Well, hey, he did something to be divorced from my queen, so you know he's basically dead to me. I mean, that's fair. Like, since then, he's had, like, some uh, issues, from what I understand. I don't know like, anything um, about Ryan Phillippe. I think one of his, like, relationships afterwards, she got a restraining order against him because he was, like, abusive or something. So, like, actually, like, yeah, yeah. Is it? It's it's probably good that Reese got out. Also, is this dude from jo- Dawson's Creek in this fucking movie? Yes! What the wind? Which I completely I forgot! forgot about. He plays a gay man? <laughs> what? Right? Which... We are going to put a pin in and come back to also, the conversation to around actually, the LGBT community. Is he actually also just actually a gay man in real life? Cause no, he, no. Well, I mean, you know, maybe he is, but he has been married to a lot of women. He portrayed that decently well. The writing is bad. But I was, like, very yes. happy that he was not particularly flamboyant, actually, which was, like, an interesting choice. Like, yeah, I, I, I was noticing that as well. I think mm-hmm. I was, the writing was I terrible. I think the thing is, like, but, yeah. he doesn't seem very flamboyant because Sebastian just seems equally, like, probably <laughs> Sebastian gay. Sebastian is gay. <laughs> Sebastian is a gay man. And I am going to stand by that. Oh, my God. Sebastian and that man are lovers. And I thought we were taking this to con the school. I, I thought I, we were I taking it, it in this movie, to be honest. Right? I mean, I'd, I'd probably ship him and Greg more, to be honest, <laughs> but no. <laughs> but my thing is, like, Ryan Phillippe makes a very weird choice in this to play Sebastian very effeminately, which is interesting. I don't hate it. I just don't really understand it. Like It just added to the confusion for me. Like, why does everyone want to fuck him? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, I get it. I've... I've wanted to with some very feminine men. It's okay. Fair enough. Yeah. No, like, it, uh, it, it works for some people. I just, I don't know. I don't know if it works for Ryan for Phillippe. Him? I don't know. No, okay. What I should say is, I don't know if it works for him enough to offset the intense amounts of creepiness that he also Yeah, exudes. like, the whole package just is just boy, right? really, really strange. Really cringe. Like, just... Lots of red flags going on. Not enough positives to outweigh the, the negative, the, the large amount of negatives. We sh- I, I don't know. We should highlight they are in high school. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I have made dumber choices in high school. So I have mistook, that is like- I have mistook creepy be- cat. We have both in high school. I was there. Oh, God. We have both mistook creepy behavior. For charmingness. For, well, right, right. As you do in high school. The, and I will say, like, there was, I don't remember, I forgot to write down what exact scene it was, but there was one where I was like, they are, like, immature high schoolers, and this scene, like, reminds you of that really, really well. I feel like it was, like, it was one of the scenes between um, Reese Witherspoon's character and Ryan Flippy's <laughs> character. Um, and I don't remember which it was, but like the way that they were speaking to each other, that was like the one thing that I was like, that was a, that was a well-written like little two two minutes of dialogue but maybe. Then, that, like, but then when they tried to play good. Selma Blair as immature and innocent, she just comes off like she, she has like something wrong. Like that there's okay, she is a whole other conversation that we need to also discuss because. 
Was this before? Is she a really great actress or a really horrible actress? Because I wasn't a fan of her in Legally Blonde. You weren't? Like, I like her in Legally Blonde. No. For, I could never make myself like her. I always wanted to, but I just, like, there's something about the way that she acts that feels really, like, over the top and not in a, like, I, well done way to me. I, and I don't, I can't put my finger on why. I though. felt like it worked with Vivian because Vivian's a bitch. And, like, bitches can be over the top where you're just, like... This is true. I definitely liked her more in Legally Blonde. This one's this. too much. This is way too much. She doesn't know what subtlety is in this film. Okay, so going back to them being in high school and also me giving my review, which I didn't do. Um, yeah, sorry. Them oh, sorry. Being in high school, like, took all the stakes out of everything they were doing for me. Yeah. I was like, okay, so literally none of this matters. Like, everything is stupid. <laughs> Though I will say, there's a saying in academia that the fights are so bitter because the stakes are so small. And I will say, that might be true with high school as well. I would say that's 100% true with high school. Yeah, probably. Everything matters so much when you're that age. But yeah, you know? me being, you know, 25 and watching this movie for the first time <laughs> 21 years after it came out, I was like, okay. Oh my God, that's so long. You're right. It's 21 years. <laughs> This movie's old enough to drink. Uh, Reese Witherspoon was my <laughs> age in this film 21 years ago. Yeah. That's what's mind-blowing to me, was that, like, she had her first kid, like, right after this film or something like that. And I was, like, because in my mind, like, she's, yeah, like, she's older, but not, like, old enough to, like, be my mother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. She's like she's just thirty five forever, you know. Like yeah, she always fine. has seemed to be Sorry. in that like thirty five to forty year old person range, and like has not moved from she's in her it. Fifties, right? Wait, what? No, nah, she she's forty four. No way. Okay. Right. But anyway, okay. yeah. Wait, she'd be she'd be twenty one years older than me. I just realized that because literally, from the film, she was twenty three when she did the film. So, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. I was entertained, but, like, obviously this is not a good movie. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> all the characters yeah. are complete trash bags. <laughs> they are a dumpster fire inside of a train wreck on top of <laughs> whatever Jake Tapper said. Um, this movie is fun, but dumb. But, you know, give it a look at B minus. Look at the- not a bad time. I don't think I'll ever need to watch it again. It's weird. If I want to watch sibling porn, I might just go do that instead. But uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's not bad. I I wasn't mad that we had to watch it. Like I was, you know, some other movies that we had to watch, like fucking Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. This shit fucking sucks. Um, I don't know why that just came up. But anyway, yeah, let's get back into the bullshit here. What the fuck is wrong with Sebastian? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much wrong. Let's start with the fact. Okay, we already started like talking about like the therapist and all that and like the revenge porn. Very, very bad. Um, you know, moving past that. Very bad. Extremely bad. Moving past that. Why would you give up Can we? a nice ass car just for the right to fuck your stepsister? No. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense to me. That's what he's like. It's a nineteen-something Jaguar. 
But yeah, that pussy do be fine. Not, not the pussy. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's that ass be fine. Oh, true. He, he wasn't on yeah. board. He put it anywhere. He wasn't on board until he could put it anywhere. <laughs> that's when he Which was like, like, "Fuck why that not car." Just say you can put it in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have options. That's that's what that's what the people like. I don't I don't know. He's not gonna put it in her mouth. That's why like, not. Well, I mean, yeah. But I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this is the worst bet I've ever heard. Like, if we're talking in monetary terms of that car, like, how do it was like a 1956, like, Jaguar or something, right? Jaguar Roadster. Let's see if I can find. Let's see if I can find, like, a market value for. Is Catherine worth a lot? That pussy. Or no, sorry, that that has. That has (laughs) worth $89,900 at auction. No. (laughs) No. That's so upsetting. Ever heard. Dude, what are you doing? (laughs) And. Oh my god! Oh, there's okay, okay, okay. There's a cheaper one for only forty thousand, guys. There's a budget version. There's a budget cap. Oh, but some of them, like this really, really well uh, restored one, goes up to like one hundred fifty. So his there's was, a wide range. His was like pretty well kept. And he was in high school. Like, Jesus dude, Trail. like having a car in high school is the yeah, best shit ever. Like, they're apparently like super fucking rich that she can just like have cocaine and a necklace. Like, I don't. Like, do you just carry a gram with you everywhere and like go through it around the day? Like, I keep that thing on me. I forgot how good that bit was though. The first time you are watching this movie and she's like, "I turn to Jesus," and then pops open the cross and it's full of coke. That is just that's that's a beautiful scene. It really, it's really is. Good. And she also performs. Sarah Michelle Gellar is good in this movie. Like, I think objectively, if anyone yeah. if anyone turns out a good performance, it's kind of her. Like, she's the sole reason why it is so hard for me to tell like where the tongue in cheek begins and the like just it being genuinely bad ends. Yeah, yeah, I I can't call it. I don't know like if they're in on the joke. I don't know like if they were trying to be this fucking creepy. Or if it was 1999 and they just, like, didn't know any better. (laughs) It was a different time. I don't think they knew. Well, I think they knew, but I don't think they knew, knew. Um, (laughs) But, like, I also, side note, I just realized, did Ryan Phillippe in this movie walk so that Chuck Bass could run? Like, because they're the same character. Yeah. They're the the exact, so this is where the trope began. I've just realized. Back in the original, like, rich boy rapist, original dangerous license. More like Chuck Sebastian. Ha! I did it. Chuck's a bastard. That's true. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That is is fair. We're going to have to do a Gossip Girl episode at some point where we just rant about the fucking series. Maybe after Jake finishes it. I would love to do that. (laughs) I don't like that series. I... I've still never watched all of it, actually. Meaning, I've watched, like, two episodes in my whole life. Me with Game of Thrones. 
There was a girl I liked in college who liked Gossip Girl, so I watched it to, like, you know, hang out with her. And then I ended up actually really home. fucking loving it. <laughs> so I kept watching it. I hate that show. That's fair. It's it's not good. It's just fun. Um, <laughs> like this movie. It's barely fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, so much happens. Um, we have to talk about the, the one black person in this movie. <laughs> In his storyline. Oh dear! Oh, I, there's a second, and I also have notes on the Wait, second. Wait, there's a second. <laughs> there sure Which is. Which one is the second? <laughs> what? The um, the uh, the lady who works at the nursing home. Who, oh, one yeah, of her yeah, yeah. only lines in the whole thing is, "quote." Uh, <laughs> Don't quote it. I'm scared. <laughs> Oh, the you go on with your oh bad Oh my self. god, how did I forget about that? I repressed that <laughs> moment, my god. <laughs> they were doing so well, so fine. It was like, okay, this is just a random, you know, like throwaway character. And then as she's walking away, she says that. You and I'm go just on like, with oh. your bad self. Which is like, <laughs> I can't tell with Ronald. They, 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 they do so, they almost do well. And then they go so bad, so so bad. Exactly, exactly. I, ah. We'll get there eventually. Just a big screen. But like, that that's final scene for what's his name? I don't remember. Ronald. That that final scene for Ronald. him. So fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get there eventually. Yeah, why is? But first of all, why is he fucking Catherine? It actually is mostly unnecessary that that happens. But, like, also, the thing with Selma Blair at the end, I'm like, okay. okay. Yeah, Selma Blair's character in this and her relationship with Ronald. I, wow, what a what a weird fucking person. What a time. <laughs> Men do like infantilized women, though, so this check. And I can understand, like, her being very fair. sheltered yeah. by her, her Karen um her very racist mother Karen. <laughs> um, the most karen, karen oh, the og karen like the yeah invented really karen is. like karen the first yeah she woo um but like, I, I understand like you know the forbidden attraction between you and your white music student you're teaching what is that a cello i don't know i don't know these things is it a bass Sure, I'll take your word for it. Uh, but yeah, I get it. It's big. Aren't aren't cellos also? Big? It doesn't matter. <laughs> they're all big. That's why I'm like, I don't know the difference on the standing ones. Like, yeah, they're. It's one of the standing. One ones, of the though, big ones sure. with the string. Because <laughs> exactly how else would they reenact a ghost <laughs> except around <laughs> it? Yeah, that's, that moment is so weird. And also, when he's about to kiss her fucking neck, I was like, no. And like for so many reasons. Everything about this that, movie is just screaming, No, black man, do not do this. <laughs> you are in a very bad situation. Get out of it, please. I was gonna say, is this the original Literally get out? Get out. <laughs> yeah. Do not Cruel do Intentions, this. a Bloom House original by Jordan Payne. <laughs> Martha Mayhew just going up to him like, I took you off the streets. <laughs> Bitch, what? 
<laughs> you got me off the streets. I live at 59th and Park. Is one of my really kinds I think I've ever heard. Bitch, I fucking teach cello lessons. Like, you think I was on the fucking street? Like, Wait, he's about to go to Juilliard. Like, <laughs> he's pre-Juilliard. I was like, what does that mean? You think I was in an orphanage fucking mastering the cello? <laughs> I will say, like, I think that is one thing that they did pretty well slash accurately is, like, her character in that, like... There's a lot of white upper class families like that, especially on the East Coast where there is like older money. And I think a lot of them do consider themselves quite, you know, progressive, quite like respectable and like good people. And, you know, like as a joke here, she's like, we like gave money to like, who is that? Colin Powell. Colin Powell to Colin Powell, which like it's it's like a funny like way to highlight the the way that that is like a very real thing that happens especially think, with know, colin powell like, at the time he was used constantly yeah. by east coast progressive they're very much those people that are like yeah of course like i love black people i love i love the cosby people, show like, i i it's not that i want to <laughs> vote for trump in this election it's just I have that to. <laughs> Dot, dot, it's dot. a you know what I mean? like, in my yeah. genes that just make me where I'm like, I'm bur- I have to vote for oppression. It's just funny. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> it's just a weird thing on my white Y chromosome. I just gotta go. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Did I? Was that? Was I in a relationship similar to this? Yes, I was. Um, but we don't, we don't have to go there. Uh, I don't have to, you know, talk right. about my trauma. Uh, <laughs> Bear your soul. I, yes. says into microphone, I don't have to talk about my trauma. Hey. Why is that relatable? <laughs> it's a family podcast. Um, we're, we're all one big happy family. It's Olive Garden. Side note, did I tell you guys that one of my students listened to the Titanic episode in which I said I have tits like Rose from Titanic? And I'm like, ah, oh, yes, a family podcast in which my Students now know what my boobs look like. Wait, did did when he told he or she told you that they listened to this podcast? Did they bring up the boob comment or? Oh, oh! <laughs> oh wow! I work for a Christian company, and they also brought up the fact this child, this fifteen-year-old, was all like, "I heard about um, like one of your exploits with an ex," and I was like, "Nope." Anyway. So there's risks to us bearing our traumas here is what I'm saying. So respect us in our... In our... We're putting our lives on the line Ooh. for you people. <laughs> we are putting our lives. Oh boy, I don't even remember what the fuck I was talking about. Oh, yes. You were talking about trauma. I remember. You are talking about your... Tra- <laughs> <laughs> the trauma of interracial dating and cruel intentions. This is a war <laughs> to all... The humble milk merchants, as we call ourselves. <laughs> she shouldn't be doing this. Humble milk merchant. <laughs> Dr. Umar Johnson watches this movie and is like, see, I told you. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, this is why I don't get to host this show. <laughs> no, I like it. This feels right. 
this is no exactly exactly like we're we're in the boat with you like ready to go whatever direction you're steering you are leading it well thank you this is the direction i want for us and you know what if it isn't going well if you go down we go down with you that's what the fuck i'm talking about look at this fucking unity here see and that's what Cruel Intentions is about. If you go down, we go down with it's you. More, it's more like I'm taking you down even if I'm going with oh, you. Oh, I meant it like... as a, um, oral sex. Yeah, I, was, I, I oh. follow the case. Because, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went down and then she she, she also went, went down. I'm out. Bye. That scene was fucking hilarious, by the way. Okay, Obviously very like creepy. Wholesome. Very rapey. But, like... Uh. I'm not gonna kiss you there. Oh god, so cringy it's just, and like, all the dialogue that, is so awkward. It's so that bugs me because that's literally something, and I'm sure they knew this. That's a way um, people groom children is by saying like, "I'm yeah. gonna kiss you," like blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Why are we doing this with a grown woman?" Like, yeah, and like the the like a promise is a promise. Like oh, oh, promise. Like, oh god, <laughs> no, no, no. He did a bad thing. What did he do? Did, and then, like, her, like, weirdly dismissing it as sexual assault by being all like, but you had an orgasm. <laughs> I mean, that's also, like, I feel like a really accurate way of showing how a lot of, a lot of societal systems of oppression, like, <laughs> have to be able to, like, overlook the things that might make them uncomfortable on a personal level to be able to, like, continue supporting other superstructures of society that like maintain their own status also we skipped over ronald mostly i just realized this we have not yeah ronald is not ronald is not important honestly in this story (laughs) except he has one of my favorite lines in the entire show in the entire movie which is the black man is gone (laughs) and like had that been his final scene in this movie i would have been like ronald's a fucking legend I would have been there for no. it. If you just disappeared at that point, think that would have been so cool. They're back with fucking love letters, and he's fucking Catherine now, and hiding in fucking trunks and shit. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> what is happening? What is that? That was one of the things where it's like, I think they t- tried to tie it into the book because, like, they dueled in the original book or something. Yeah. Like, the two of them dueled over her. Um, but, like, I really wish they would have just veered from the source material here. Like, just just let him go. Let him go right off into the sunset. Somebody gets out of this, like, crazy situation somewhat a yeah, little bit Yeah, just go intact. back to teaching the cello to, like, people you don't want to have sex with. I feel like that would be the best thing for Ronald to do. Ronald just can't. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I wrote down, I wrote down another of his iconic lines that were, like, one of my favorite from the whole movie. Some fucked up shit in this house. And he, like, <laughs> mutters, like, under his breath as he's, like, leaving. Just, like, some fucked up shit in this house. Correct. Like, you have. True. You have done some true. very accurate accounting of the situation here, Ronald. Get the fuck out of it. I was, was going to say, Ronald is, like, really astute. And he makes great observations, but is unable to act on any of his observations. I mean, it's like actually, yeah, I feel that. it's like worse than Chidi, who we talk about from Midsummer all the time, like completely unaware of every anything that was happening in that fucking movie. He was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm in the I'm in fucking Sweden where they invented white people and I'm the only black person here. So like, I'm gonna just get the fucking shit up. Just taking pictures of shit. They told me not to take pictures of and like just sneaking around and shit. 
Because, you know, I'm completely unaware yeah. of, like, what it's like to be a black person. That's the only one on the entire fucking island. <laughs> but then in this movie... God, I just had a sudden... I had a sudden PTSD flashback to a blood eagle. So, oh, God. Oh, I need... I need to be home safe. Let's go someplace safe. But personal growth for you. There is nowhere safe You didn't call it a spread eagle this time. You finally got it. Ryan Phillippe. Ryan (laughs) Spread eagle. Ryan Phillippe is your safe place? No. But also, (laughs) why is it I didn't say spread eagle? For the one film, it would have been appropriate. What? Why am I? I'm not good. Growth. But yeah, like fucking Ronald, he is very aware of everything that is happening and like understands his place in it as a black person. And then it's still just like, I'm going to do the dumb shit. Like, I know, I know what's dumb. I'm just going to do that. Let's, let's just do some dumb shit. Let's have sex with Catherine. What could go wrong? Let's Am I correct in saying that we never see the conversation really that like kind of convinces her to like not just like come over the once but kind of like stick around because i don't know it kind of seemed like they maybe slept together like a couple of times or maybe i'm just kind of assuming that but like it kind of seemed like they had like some sort of rhythm going on or something nope ronald and Catherine. we get nothing yeah like we never really see besides the like one time when she's like come over like he hit me or whatever like we never really see any conversation that like kind of convinces him to just like sleep with her even if he has feelings for this other I will girl say, really, right from my experience with men maybe you can share this <laughs> i don't know if it matters he didn't need a conversation <laughs> yeah, it much. <laughs> it don't i'm like what conversation that eighty thousand dollar ass that's <laughs> that is all the Sarah conversation you need. like pops out with their tits out and it's just like he hit me you could also hit this <laughs> See, but, like, they, they had sex before that, though, because that was, like, the he hit me call was, like, the end one, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, yeah, it, it don't take much, speaking from experience. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I don't need to talk about my trauma. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like you traumatized some other people. <laughs> what? <laughs> Because if you're done, whatever. Anyway, yeah. I'm saying if it doesn't take much to go over when you are in love with someone else. Oh, yeah. I was ignoring that he was in love with someone else. And that was really stupid. Oh. (laughs) I was like, if that's true. The, like, passing love letters thing, I was like, maybe they were moving different in 1999. But, like, this seems like a very (laughs) stupid plot device for, like... Mixing up information and shit. Like, I don't... And there was a... There was a way they could have just not done that. Because AOL existed at this point, And you could have just done, like, yes! Messenger. That was my thought. It was, like, you totally could have just made it a thing of, like... Where, like, one of them is catfishing the other kind of thing. And, like, makes a fake profile or something to, like... Yeah. Do all of the love just letters. Just been over email. But... Like, this could have, like, not been a weird yeah. handwritten thing. And her mom could have found her email. like. I guess they were kind of trying to nod to the original book since it was like an epistolic like novel, right? Yeah, it is. So maybe like they were trying to like be kind of cute in that way or something. I don't, I don't know. It just felt kind of like 
unnecessary. Side note, have you actually ever read it? No. Yeah, same. I, I still have not. I watched yeah. the movie with, um, is it Daniel Day-Lewis or is it? Um, yes. Ooh. I get him confused with Mel Gibson a lot. <laughs> I mean, some reason. They look very similar, but one is an um, anti-Semite. So I I struggle. Same thing, really. <laughs> um, oh, oh, wait, no, 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 no. The, the Glenn Close one, yeah. right? Yeah, no, it's John Rockovich. What? I did not remember that. I thought it was certainly it Daniel Taylor. <laughs> They all might John Malkovich. Be the same I guess that makes sense. <laughs> He's on my mind lately because I just watched a room with a view again in my yearly viewing. So, <laughs> okay, we Your yearly we've viewing. been talking about this movie for a very long time and haven't discussed Reese Witherspoon's character at all. So, like, <laughs> there's a reason. Let, Hold let on. Us unpack. <laughs> Where do we begin to unpack? <laughs> the message I took away. I feel like I feel like I know so many of both her and Kath. Obviously not to, like, that extent, but, like, I feel like, and maybe, Caitlin, like, you, maybe you'll be feeling this, but I feel like I grew up with so many of both of those girls. Yes. So many. <laughs> so many. Well. And, like, a, a handful of, like, the, the the awkward girl as well. Yeah, never like, to a, that. <laughs> no, no. But, yeah. but, like, a healthy handful of, like, that character as well. But, like, definitely, I knew many, many, many of each category. Yeah. And, like, well, especially growing up in, like, a Christian environment, there's so much of, like, that Reese Witherspoon-esque Annette. Yep. They are holier than thou, and then also they will sleep with someone else, and then, like, slut-shame you. Yeah, exactly. Like, kind of people. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. And, like, Catherine, the problem is the older I get, the more I just relate to her, and, like, the, the struggle of being a person in a society that cannot handle your sexuality and women's yeah and yeah. like that and also the feeling like the i'm the marshall fucking brady of the upper east side i'm like vibe same because it's like this idea of total perfectionism and having to live up to that daily in a way that men don't face on the same scale and like because it's it's more than just like what you do it's also how you look and how you act and like Mm-hmm. And, like, men having sex doesn't impede on their reputation in the same way that it does for women. For women, yeah, And so exactly. it's just a totally different vibe as an adult. Because I thought she was such a psychotic bitch as a kid. And <laughs> now I'm like, she might just be an icon. Like, like she's a psychotic bitch, though. Oh, yeah, she's... Wrong, I'm, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think someone I know did their psych class on her because they had to go through a film and, like, do a... Um, that's what it was a psychopath and they didn't and they said unusual characters that you can diagnose with psychopathy so it couldn't be like silence of the lambs but like so she was like yeah she's a narcissist and a psychopath and i was like interesting because i agree she is but like 100 percent. she also is like deeply feeling and can't actually like deal with her feelings in any way like this all is motivated on the fact that she feels rejected like it kind of has a gone girl vibe to it right but it's like she like put up all i still haven't seen that but like dex we just watched it doesn't she kind of have like a very gone girlish vibe to her of like i mean yeah okay but my thing is like I said earlier, with them being in high school, kind of taking the stakes out of it for me, like, 
Amazing Fair. Amy's thing. It's like, okay, I understand, like, the societal pressure here. Like, you're an actual, like, famous person. In this movie, they don't, like, really show her interacting with other girls other than the, like, two main ones or, like, anybody. So funny. it's like, who cares that you have sex? Like, who are these people that you're trying to impress? Like, we don't meet any of them. We don't see you're, like, standing in the school until the end of the movie. Like, we don't, like, there's no stakes here. I do think it would have been helped. I think the film would have been helped if it actually was set during school, like while that was in session, just for the sake of understanding who Catherine even is, like in the realm, like that she's in. But it's like, I don't know. I guess my thing is it's not about Amy being famous, right? It's like actually like, because it's about like the pressure, because the reason it's relatable is the reason, like the fact that women deal with those pressures every day, even when they're not famous. I mean, like, yeah, but like, like the the pressure, like the, what is exerting the pressure in the movie, like makes more sense. And like she's talking about being the Marsha, whatever, of the Upper East Side, and it's like, what does that even mean? Like you're a high school kid. Like does anybody in the Upper East Side even care about you? You're just in this fucking mansion, like trying to fuck your stepbrother. Like it's like I. Well, I think she says, like, I mean, I, I think we can tell people care, right? Because, like, literally this woman, this grown-ass woman, is so fucking, like, flattered that this, like, random teenage girl. She's, like, groveling at the feet of a teenage girl. Yeah, like, so it's, like, I think we understand that, like, for some reason, the upper, whether it makes sense or not, but that the Upper East Side does give a shit about her, like, and, like, adults do, so that her fall from grace is, like, pretty bad. Though it's, like... It, I think it would have been better if it was set in school. I think that would have made more sense and added to the stakes. But it's like, I don't know, as being a teenage girl, the stakes are pretty high. Like Yeah, and I, I do think also that like if it was set in school you could kind of see like, is she just a straight up Regina George or like she's just like a cold hard bitch? Or like is it this like oh, she's actually really popular because even though she's manipulative, she puts up this, like, veneer of being, like, to what extent is that maintained, like, when she's just hanging out with her peers and, like, in class and things like that. I think we're to understand it's a second, just how she acts with Selma Blair. It seemed like it, yeah. yeah. But then at the same time, it's, like, because because she's with an adult, does that, like, change the way that she's, like, if she's just, like, walking through the halls, would she, you know what I mean? I even met with, like, the weird makeup scene where she's just, like, don't you want to know? Like, oh my god. Which, like, Jesus fucking Christ. That won the MTV Movie Award Best Kiss. And I'm like, of course it fucking did. Only men voted this year. But, like... <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, oh, we were god. talking about Annette. Um, yeah. I... I just hate oh, yeah. Annette. I don't care about her. <laughs> I do. Only because she's Reese Witherspoon. And also because, like, watching this movie, when okay. she first showed up, I was like, I'm gonna be so fucking annoyed when she had sex with Sebastian. <laughs> inevitably like i was like this is going to be so fucking stupid everything about this is dumb and doesn't make sense and is manipulative like why are we doing this why 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 she does such a good job though because i feel like it's kind of awkward watching her and it's one of those like you can like as an adult like look at it and you're just like why like you are so dumb girl like isn't it obvious like what he's doing like all this stuff but then like like I, you know like when I was a teenage girl and stuff like that it's like you're like you know you're like I know that this guy is like being manipulative or like making this up or well, like she just even trying says to, it like... right like she's like yeah, yeah like and it's like you're like you know but at the same time it's like you almost like you choose not to care. or you like it in a weird like you way. force yourself to yeah yeah, yeah. you like your being and manipulated it... <laughs> I hated it 
Yeah, no, like from a like older like external kind of objective like perspective, like it's so frustrating to watch and like so annoying because you just know what's going on. But like Reese with like she does a good job with it. She definitely is like, I mean, she's like that you know like Miss Americana like kind of vibe to her like she's an America sweetheart like. I was watching. So we don't want bad things. I was to watching their pool so scene, annoying. and she was like, "I know your game. I know what you're doing. I know exactly what you're doing." Blah 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 blah. And it's like you, you know, you're gonna smash. Like, why are you? Why are we doing this? Like, you know, you're gonna let him hit. Like, why? Why? Why is any of this happening? But like, I think that, like, I definitely feel like I've had those kinds of conversations too, though, where it's like you find some like weird, like it's like exciting like, just, you love the drama like you're reveling in the drama of it all. i was gonna say as a grown-ass woman woman i have almost certainly said to a man um intentionally i have said to him i see what you're doing we're not gonna hook up tonight just to hook up with him like that night <laughs> but like the reason is like it's an art of manipulation it's like adding some stakes like trying to be like you need to try harder and I think that's actually part of what she's doing. It's like you need to, you need to try harder. Which I definitely think that she is like that. That's part of the point is that like despite her seeming like the more like kind of wholesome like whatever girl that it's like there's still a lot that she's doing that's extremely manipulative as well, manipulative. which is why she does fit in with them too. And it is like kind of suggestive of like what that class is like raised to do because they know they can get away with it and they know that that's how they will like achieve their own goals yep i agree with that completely well and the entire notion of virginity baiting is manipulative so it's like life is short that's all let him hit that's the message of this (laughs) well she knows i i think you're totally right though that she knows from the minute like that she's probably gonna like i don't think there's ever a moment where she's not like i'm a little interested in this like and then like their little breakup scene i was like this is the funniest movie scene i've ever seen like everything about this is hilarious i like the train scene or she's dressed as a 28-year-old woman. And then he, like, fucks. They are all consistently dressed as, like, 28-year-olds. I watched this film. Also, side And note. I literally went to my mom and went, should I go to law school so I can buy designer clothes? Like, while watching this film, I was like, I need a nice wardrobe as an adult. Like, I need an adult wardrobe. I specifically want Catherine's, like, weird bra um um vest thing that she had the like corset so, yeah 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 that's so hot <laughs> yes yeah, it's a, a look it's, it's a great yeah, look it's a it's, a, it's an iconic look i don't know what women's clothes are called no it's called a bra vest now <laughs> <laughs> i love it no yeah can we just rebrand it and like make our own bra vest company to be fair the bra is underneath the corset yeah, so it, yeah it is yeah. kind of a bra vest <laughs> you could do like ads where it's like it says bravest and then it splits up into bra vest <laughs> this is why you're in you see marketing it? You see it? Wait, oh my god can that be our first merch the bra vest that is so good <laughs> The bravest. Get your one take podcast. 
profit. <laughs> <laughs> so is the logo like like just like it's on one take pod, like across it's both a- cups or is it like one logo no, it's, on it's each like, cup? Um, Okay, our first endorsement deal, Florence Pugh, supported by the One Take Podcast and The Profits. (laughs) Hashtag support Florence Pugh. Hashtag support the girls. The girls. (laughs) You see it. I want now for us to do, I want us to create ad reels for other podcasts. (laughs) For this fictional company. <laughs> so I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Um, I think, yeah. You're really crying. Jalen <laughs> 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 is literally crying right I should host every fucking week. This is amazing. <laughs> but anyway, can we do sponsored ad reels for other <laughs> After this, can we like record a separate like actual like broadcast <laughs> ad and put it in a submit role? Like, <laughs> wait, can that be a recurring meme for our podcast now? Is that we just have an ad? <laughs> A sponsored ad for the Bravest in the middle of every episode, but there is no Bravest. We'll make an entire. We'll make a website for it. We'll make like social like profiles for it. We'll just like catfish the world into this brand, and then enough people will want it that it will become a reality. And then we can kickstart it. We can do it. Yes! Oh my God, you're so right. We could also be the one take podcast hosted by the Bravest. Sponsored by Bravest. Welcome to the One Take Podcast, brought to you by Bravest. Hashtag support the girls. (laughs) What the fuck is happening? (laughs) I will say, though, that outfit was very distracting. I was like, I don't understand what's happening. I don't know what that is. Well, and I like how she unbuttons the thing, and it's just like a full lingerie. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sebastian, come here. Oh my god, this fucking movie. Oh, what a what a ride. This movie. Yo, step bro. Come I think oh my god. I think we can fast forward to the end now and talk about Sebastian getting hit by a fucking car. First we have to talk about the fucking insanity of Ronald walking up to this apparently well-known white child <laughs> in the middle of the fucking street and just punching him. Just knowing 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 everything you know about this country, black men and rich white people, do you think that Ronald's just going to walk up and confront this man for hitting a woman and that's just going to just be allowed to happen by everyone? This is gonna fly, yeah. Ronald yeah. single-handedly took down white supremacy and sexism and spousal abuse and domestic abuse. That is what Ronald did for this country. 
Yeah, we're just Thank you, we're Ron. just gonna let we're just gonna let Ronald do that just in the middle of the street in front of everybody. Yep, he's definitely not like jumped on by a bunch of cops after that. And like, let's be he real, does, he does. He definitely goes to prison. Ronald, Ronald, he definitely either end. is like killed on the street immediately, or he goes to prison for like manslaughter yeah. for Sebastian dying. <laughs> Oh, and we know he'd be tried as an adult. Like, he was 100% charged as an adult. He's... Ronald? Well, yeah, I mean, he's about to go to college, right? Oh, wait, no, because he actually... Yeah, he oh, yeah, he's a little older, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. He's yeah. going to the Bing. He's going to the Bing. <gasps> oh, my God, yeah. He's going to the Bing house. He doesn't go to... The Pokey. <laughs> Not the opera house like you wanted. <laughs> oh. That was actually really good. <laughs> Thanks. I wish it wasn't. I, I have so to acknowledge really that one is good. Ronald, a tragic hero. <laughs> what is what is you guys' favorite euphemism for prison, by the way? Mine is oh, definitely mine is definitely the who oh, like the, the clink is really good because it ruined my life. Because, <laughs> because your past experiences at the literal clink. When, when I tried to go to the clink in London, I like put it. I'll just make this really short. I put it into a Google like try to navigate or whatever, and there's apparently a restaurant ran in a prison very far away from central London, about an hour and a half away, and also you have to walk thirty minutes after. You Jesus. <laughs> And that that restaurant in the prison, which is a federal penitentiary uh, with like murderers in it, um, is called the Clink, and you can be served lunch by prison inmates. And I got as far as being inside the prison, going through metal detectors before I realized I was in the wrong place, and that this was not normal tourist security. The clink is, by the way, in central London, right by the Did club. you eat? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was so scared. I looked at this guard and just went, and I remember this vividly. I just said, I've made a mistake. <laughs> and then tried to turn around and leave. <laughs> and they had to, like, help me to get out. Because you can't just turn around in the line and go back. <laughs> but they, like, I think really thought that I was, like, maybe going to do something really fucking suspicious inside this prison. And, like, suddenly I'd had a change of heart. <laughs> like, I'm not going to... I'm not gonna smuggle drugs anymore. They definitely <laughs> talked for weeks about the dumb American who showed up at the clinic. <laughs> and imagine my surprise as I'm just like, what? I would have been like at work you were or something, at work, right? And I didn't and have just, like, fault. My spot didn't work, remember? Right. So I only got the like summary like after the fact when you were like on the way home or something. Yes. And it was like, so I made a mistake. No, I think I just emailed you because we were communicating via yes. email. Yes. And I went. I've made mistake and like you didn't you didn't realize what it was till much later. And you were like, I think that's just by the globe. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it was like what he when when she was like it was something like, Oh yeah, like I've been traveling for like an hour and a half, so whatever, like I had to God, I had to walk so far and I'm like, Are you are you sure? I'm pretty sure it's like like a ten minute walk from Southern Station or something like that. Like, are you are you sure? Like, what what are you seeing around you? Like, and it was like barbed no, no, wire. No, no, no. Like, I, took, I took a bus out into the middle of nowhere, like a suburb of London. I left the entire city. Shout out to the clink. Anyway, the clink. 
Cast calling for time. I am, dude. I have to. Can we pause and edit this? Yeah, Jake. Caitlin, take note. Okay. Cause take note I of the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, where's, uh, my, where's my phone? I forgot that's my job. Um, you have one job. Just for kidding. me, it's 218. 2118. This will take literally like a minute. <laughs> do, 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 do. Please call. Your call was very important to us. <laughs> Damn it, the Lakers won. Jake trusts me too much. Jake, you're going to have to listen to this. You trust me too much. Oh, no. like freaking out and doesn't want to work because I'm also in a Zoom call and it's like you're allowed to do one thing. What were we talking about before we called for time? The clink? Oh, we probably should have made a note of that, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Ronald's going to prison. Oh, yeah, our favorite nicknames for prison, because, yes. Okay, cool. And we're good. Sorry about that. Sorry to interrupt the flow. that. Let me put it in. We're starting back at 2187. Blessed. Okay, cool. Um, welcome back to the One Take Podcast, I guess. Um, yeah, shout out to the clink where Ronald is definitely going because there's no way you're just going to like fight a white man in the street and then that fight end up with him being hit by a car and then you, the black man, like not go to fucking prison. <laughs> you're done. You're finished out here. Yeah, there's there is no way this ends well for Ronald. Like it ends poorly for um every character almost. Um, but it especially ends poorly for him, even though we do not see that end. Do we know Ronald's last name? Out of curiosity, just is he named Acuna Jr. I was gonna say because he's a clown. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's right off the black guy to be. Um, Ronald the black man. <laughs> but yeah, Annette is definitely fucking script? traumatized and is going to be paying therapy bills the rest of her fucking life. Uh, but then she can't. Right, and hopefully not that therapist from the beginning. Say, can she go to that woman? Like, because she can't talk about her ex to that woman. Like, because that woman will be just all like, 
got he what he got deserved. what he deserved. I, <laughs> she was like, I was in that cab the entire time. I, I staged told him this to speed event. up. <laughs> that woman is the real Catherine. That woman is uh, uh, Daisy in The Great Gatsby. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I can't drive the car. It's a woman. Oh, no. I murdered a How man. do I stop? I don't know. Mm? Oh, no. Jay. Jay. My stars. Will you still love me? Gatsby. Am I still, what Gatsby? Am I still lovable? <laughs> but, yeah, anyway. Oh, no. I don't just a poor little fool. Yeah, he goes. <laughs> did, Zelda, did Zelda kill a man? Is that what this is like hinting at? I mean, if if the therapist lady killed Sebastian, I would understand. Like that, that's that's a fair reaction. I feel personally. Yeah, to be honest, that's just justice. Being yeah, served. I mean, true. He said he was sorry, but like you know, sometimes you know it it doesn't work. Sometimes you, you should. He should have said it more to more people, and then maybe he wouldn't have died. <laughs> I I was still very. I know, like you're supposed to feel bad that he died, but like I didn't. <laughs> I didn't either. Are are we really though? I don't actually know that we really are that much. Like, yeah, you're supposed to feel bad that someone died, but like it's also like he is not by any means like a good guy and i don't i don't think that the film is like really making that much of an argument for like him being like actually a good guy like he's someone that yeah you can feel bad for him because like he was maybe had some hope of trying to change and like not be a terrible person but like also i think it's more just bad because like he had a chance to redeem yeah he was very young i mean that's the only thing and we see him on a path that looks positive from that point on but like but I was like, but I think it's also like, if he stays in that like environment of this like upper class elite like society, then it is like that 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 will like continue to corrupt him. Because again, the only way you win is like if you are this like manipulative like cutthroat, selfish person. Yeah, yeah. So like, eh, I I don't I, I didn't feel bad. He he, I. When I first started the movie, I was like, "I please tell me he dies. And then he died. I was like, fuck yes. I knew it was coming, and I'm glad it's there. Who, who goes into a teen movie expecting a death? I just I just hated it. Like, okay, I figured the rated R-ness, it couldn't just be because there was sex. Somebody had to die. Like, I I figured, you know, it would be more, like, bloody, and, like, they would actually, like, show him dying or something like that. But I guess, like, a 1999 rated R is a very different thing than a 2020 rated R. But I was like, somebody must die in this movie. Like, that just has... It's called Cruel Intentions. It's rated R. There's, like, too much sex happening for somebody not to die. So, I, I figured I figured it was coming. <laughs> Quote, there is too much sex happening for somebody not to Boy, die. That That's... Like, sex is a puritanical pastor. Like, <laughs> right? No, exactly. Like... Like uh, Mean Girls, like you will get pregnant <laughs> and you will die. Like, <laughs> I can that be our episode title? There is too much sex happening for someone not to <laughs> for die. someone not to die. Make a note of it, suggested to Jay. <laughs> the one take podcast does not succeed, does not endorse premarital sex by the bra vest. <laughs>
<laughs> That'll definitely shut down any ideas that, that people might have. Can that, that be, you are wanting Can sex. that be our ad reel? That it's actually a way of like, it's like a chastity belt. Like no one will ever touch your titty. <laughs> Can't touch it's like It's like that tweet about that lady. They have the silencers on. What? What are you saying? Uh, oh god, have y'all seen? Yeah, y'all are familiar with the AT and T lady. Yeah, I felt bad. Yeah, I too felt. I too felt bad, which is why I don't make those jokes anymore. But when those jokes were still happening, somebody tweeted a picture of her in her like AT and T spokesperson outfit, and they were like, "Damn, they really put the silencers on these." (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh dear God. Yeah, the internet's not good. Anyway, um. Cruel Intentions, what a film. Um, somebody take us out. Make a make a point about this movie. Cat, what you got? Yeah, it's on you. Oh my god, that's so much pressure. Suck it, baby. This film, whether it is self-aware and in on the joke or whether it is just bad, maybe this was an intentional point, maybe it wasn't, but it does make the point that rich people cause a lot of problems and that no matter how good a person you are or think you are that when you are in this environment it is teaching you and conditioning you to believe that the only ways that you can succeed are through being a horrible person that is only out for themselves and nobody else so you know what on that count i gotta give them credit no matter like is it a good movie or not we still don't know we might never know but i i appreciate that point that it's it's real Especially under capitalism. So, remember to go out and vote. And buy a bra vest in these uncertain times. (laughs) We're all in this together. We could all use some stability in in our lives. We're all in this together. Except for your boobs. Don't let them be together. Separate them. (laughs) Bra vest. All right, so we on that note, we're gonna do a very, very quick Reese Witherspoon draft. Um, I don't really have a draft order. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot it, about this. I'm doing it spontaneously. Yeah. Good. I'm just looking at her filmography. Okay. Speed yeah, yeah, round. yeah. Um, who wants to go? For, we're, we're, okay. Wait, what's yeah, the order of our draft? Say, um, let's wait first. Let's also include TV shows in this, just to make it a little more fun. Oh um, yeah. Kat, you're our guest. You can go first. (gasps) Oh, I feel like there is a definite first pick that I should take. That's a very glaringly obvious one. However, I'm going to Pleasantville. Fuck you. Because I absolutely love that movie. What a a reach here with the first pick. (laughs) But That's like my, that's like one of my favorite movies that she's in. Okay, cool. I'll allow it. Caitlin? Yeah. I'm gonna take legally. Blonde. And because I thought Caitlin might take it if I did. Yeah, I so. love Pleasantville. That's just, that movie's so good. So it's more it's more that than when like... the mom gets to be in color for the first time. Exactly. It's so... anyway. So also, that's her with so Jake good. Gyllenhaal, right? Like they're really good together. Is it her and Jake Gyllenhaal? 
Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. They look which the is same. a which is so they weird. look the same. Also what in a Spider Man movie. Um, what was she in with? Oh my god! Oh yeah. Um, she was in some. But yeah, speed round, speed round. We're no, speeding. We're oh, speeding. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, right, right, right. Legally, sorry. Legally blonde. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. I that was the obviously. I was willing to concede that that's, one. That's fine. I'm just gonna take it for my own right. interest. I'm self interested, like Catherine. Uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> then you'll go succeed in this we've world. We've talked about a million times on this podcast. Walk the line. Uh, I knew that would be your. And then <laughs> my my second pick is going to be a TV show, absolute banger, one that I love so much, Big Little Lies. Yeah, that's good. Just fucking, fucking yeah. classic. Yeah, that's... can't argue. Um, we're back to Caitlin. So it's you. Is it Kate? Oh, it's okay. me. Sorry. It's Wait, me. no, because we're yeah. Um, I'm going to take Penelope. That was my next <laughs> pick. I hate you. <laughs> I adore that. Well, Cat, we're gonna have the exact same list. I no? know. <laughs> I know. I also think I know what your next pick is. Oh, oh, you don't know me. You don't know. If I'm wrong. No, you, you, you probably do. What is it? So actually, my next pick is. Oh, wait, actually. Oh, wait, I might be wrong. Ooh. then. I... Oh, am I going to pivot? Pivot, pivot, pivot. Please don't. So I can just be right. I'm going to pivot. Nice. Home, Alabama. That's what I thought you were going to pick. Oh, really? yeah. Okay, cool. That was not my original, like, what I was originally thinking I would go for next. I knew yeah. I had, like, a certainty in my gut you were going to pick Sweet Home Alabama. Well, I did. I did in the end. You can still pick so whatever right. you were going to pick because it's still your pick. Yeah, pick the other one. Oh, yeah, because, yeah. Oh, oh nice. I'll pick Wild next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's me. I'll take Election. Oh. That one's good. I'll take a classic in the Dex Hinton household. Um, I'm going to go with This Means War. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Is yeah. that movie good? No. Do I love it? No. So <laughs> much. I love it so fucking good. much. <laughs> um, hmm, let's see. What's next? I, 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 ooh. I've been talking about being a speed round and then just completely blanked on... <laughs> my next pick we won't shame you for it too much fuck it wrinkle in time <laughs> the movie fucking stinks really <laughs> no, there's well, okay. I'm here. yeah I know <laughs> why <laughs> I mean I, I mean Mindy Kaling's in it so actually no it. we're gonna right. cancel that I'm gonna go little fires everywhere I thought to. I forgot we were doing TV shows oh okay fine that's fine that's yeah. I was I was gonna be very. Yeah, I fucking love little cars <laughs> everywhere. Uh, is it, it me is now? You. Vanity Fair. I I figured that one would make its way in there somewhere for yeah, you. Yeah, I like that one. Becky Sharp is an idol in the same way that Catherine's an idol. Wait, is this the last round? This is your it last is pick. This is the last pick. You. Okay. 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 Um. Actually, you know what? I'm. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go sing because it's super, super cute. And I actually really liked that movie in a way I was not expecting to at all. Dope. That was the fastest draft in one take podcast history. So what did we all pick? Cat <laughs> so was... took Pleasantville, Penelope. Oh, nope. 
Pleasantville, no, Sweet Home Alabama, Wild, and Sing. Caitlin, you got Legally Blonde, Penelope, Election, and Vanity Fair. I got... It feels like we didn't get... Oh. I just thought people would pick some other I got Walk the Line, Big Little Lies, This Means War, and Little Fires Everywhere. What is... I thought that um, Just Like Heaven and Man in the Moon... Get I've never seen either of those. Both of those are good. I actually, yeah, I haven't seen Man in the Moon. You've never, that's her first movie. She's so good. I know. I know. I just haven't seen she's it. She's super though. cute in it. Like, because she's a baby, baby. She's like 14 when she filmed it. And just like Heaven, I haven't seen it. Wait, that was the other one. Yeah, with Mark right? Ruffalo. Yeah, I haven't seen that in like Lord even knows how long. I loved that so. one just because I was all like, being a ghost is whack. American Psycho still on the board. <laughs> American Psycho 2. Oh, wait, no, just a normal. I forget she's an American Psycho. Yeah, I completely forgot that, too, until I was, like, just looking at this. And I was Did like, you say oh, American, yeah. Psycho I American Psycho 2? There is an American Psycho 2, but that's with Mila Kunis. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> There's an American Psycho 2? Two American 2 Psycho? With, 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 <laughs> it, has, it has Mila Kunis in it. As the American oh, Psycho. <gasps> Wait, speaking of sequels, there are like a million cruel intentions. Yeah, with Amy like, Adams. Like after this movie's success. With Amy Adams, which I did not know until like I was looking at this and then like I went back and like watched the trailer for it because I was so curious and wow, she's a baby. She's really pretty in it. I mean, she's I know, but I was she's just like, oh, perfection. So she's always been pretty. American Psycho yeah. 2 has an it's, 11% it's so on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, it's horrible. <gasps> it's I think Mila Kunis is like... Wait, have you watched it? Yeah. Oh, I want to watch it's it. It's really good. Mila Kunis is horrible in it. William Shatner is in this I movie. I love that energy. Yeah. And it was directed by Morgan J. Freeman, not to be confused <laughs> with Morgan Freeman. <laughs> what if that is Morgan Freeman, but that's where when he wants to do some like controversial venture? <laughs> Like how Disney had the what, what's the other company that they would do for more like just general like a, a Wait, normal adult films. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I like how we were like this will be a very academic talk because me and Kat and we get like serious and then it ended up being the fucking the brothers. <laughs> two American, two psycho. Two American, two psycho, two furious. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think that's going to do it for this quote-unquote mini-episode of the One Take Podcast. A full episode. Thanks for coming on, Kat. Um, do you have anything you would hey, like to plug? thanks for having me, guys. Oh, oh my god, no. I'm not cool and I don't have any like side hustles or anything like that. But if you think that I'm funny or interesting or anything then you'll probably hate my Twitter because I literally only tweet about like Broadway things and um, animals and uh, the 1975. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at it's Kat Largent. Um, and on Instagram, I hardly ever use it anymore to post because let's be real, there's a pandemic and uh, there's not much to post. But if you want to follow me there, it is at the fractured night. Also, Support Broadway so Kat remains having job. Guys, wear a freaking mask. <laughs> I want my industry to reopen. Please, dear God. Support Cruel Intentions, the musical. 
For real. The the off-Broadway hit. Do I have a playbill signed by Kat because her name is in it? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> wear a fucking mask. One day it'll be worth Jesus. tens of dollars, I'm sure. Um, Trash. And also, do what we always do on the One Take Podcast. Hashtag support Florence Pugh. Hashtag the bra vest. <laughs> Caitlin. The bra vest toaster. The bra vest little The bra vest little toaster. Um, you know, Royden usually does a bunch of shit where he like plugs all of our like social media and shit. But like, if you found this podcast, you already know what our Twitter is. So, you know, just just follow us and please retweet our tweets. We, we desperately need the attention. We're, these bra vests are not going to sell themselves. Support our GoFundMe for better equipment. Yeah, we want the podcast to like sound good and stuff, you know. So just, just, just help us, please. Wait, you have a GoFundMe? Where can I find it? On our Twitter. GoFundMe.com. At one take pod on our Twitter. Ha! I worked that plug in there. Um, you know, just follow us. Retweet I got you. Us. I got you. You know. Set it up. Knock it just, down. Just, just help us. You know. And support for us. That's all we need. Okay, thanks. Bye. We out. What? Do you feel like a chain store?